Welcome to Any Questions, a podcast about conception, pregnancy, and realistic motherhood. Follow along on my journey as I ask the questions we all have when it comes to getting pregnant, staying pregnant, and becoming parents. I'm not an expert and I have no experience. I'm going through it all just like you. So thanks for being here and let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to Any Questions. Before I dive into today's episode, I just want to give some love to a few listeners that left me feedback. I think you may have left this way back in like June or July. So I apologize that it's the end of September and I'm only shouting you out now. Um, I've done a horrible job of of looking um, at my feedback, though I will have you know that I'm recording this uh, early. So for me, it actually still is July. Sorry, that gives away how early I record these podcast episodes. Um, So technically, I guess I'm reading it at the right time. You're just not hearing about it until <laughs> end of September. Sorry. Um, but wanted to give a few shout outs. A listener from South Wales got in touch uh, saying that they're also on a TTC journey, um, finding it really tough um, and that they've become kind of obsessed with like, you know, charting and figuring out when they're ovulating and it's starting to become a chore, which is a great idea for a podcast episode. Thank you. Um, he said that you listen to every episode and appreciate how open and honest I am and that I make you feel less alone. So thank you so much. I feel less alone (laughs) reading that. Um, you also shared that your sister-in-law is going through IVF, their third round. So, oh my gosh, lots of love to your sister-in-law. That's super difficult and expensive, I'm sure. Um, but that might be a future topic, uh, like you, I'm not doing IVF yet either, but I'm sure it's something to talk about either, you know, if it's something that I end up pursuing or just, you know, thoughts around it, how to deal with it as an option. Um, So thank you so much, uh, listener from South Wales. Um, I then heard from a listener in Ireland who uh, has been listening to my podcast um, since they started TTCing, trying to conceive at the beginning of this year. Um, They liked that... um, where am I here? Sorry. They like, <laughs> they like listening to my podcast um, in contrast to some of the other pregnancy podcasts that are with, you know, OBGYNs or midwives or fertility experts, because those are sometimes a little bit emotionally removed, whereas mine feels a bit more genuine. And then this lovely listener <laughs> said they were giving me a virtual hug because listening to me get upset in a recent episode broke their heart. So thank you so much. That is so, so lovely of you. Um, truly, oh, you're making me get emotional just reading that because here you are on the other side of the world. Um, wishing me well. And I really, really appreciate it. I am wishing you well as well. Hopefully uh, you've already, you know, had some success at this point. Um, And then I heard, I'm sorry, I've got two more. I heard from another listener, uh, an American living in France who's actually written to me before, um, but reached out again just to let me know um, how I guess like simpatico we are, that they really feel like we are uh, in a similar same place and that they recently reached out to a fertility clinic, just like my husband and I, did. So I'm hoping that that went well for you and that, um, yeah, your, your journey's <laughs> looking a little bit more positive and you were able to get access to any medications or procedures you need. And then lastly, um, I heard from one other person. I don't think they gave me their uh, location. So I'm not sure where they're listening from, um, but they let me know that they're approaching the one-year mark of trying to get pregnant and currently um, being investigated for possibly having PCOS. So I can totally understand why <laughs> you're feeling some solidarity listening to me here on this podcast. Um, and they also gave me a great idea for a an episode. Um, I'm just going to read this line here. Hopefully listeners are okay with that. Uh, no name, obviously. Um, they said, I'm quite a forward planner. And so often I go through a cycle thinking if I get pregnant this month, I'll have a baby by 
certain occasion, you know, Christmas, anniversary, whatever, then that event rolls around and I'm still not even pregnant, let alone having a baby. How do you deal with not letting those feelings take over other positive events in your life? And I have never related to a question more. (laughs) If you could see the spreadsheet I'm looking at, I literally have a column for each time I ovulate and I write, okay, ovulated on this day. And then I have all the months of the next, you know, like two years written out. And I say, okay, if I ovulate on this day, then I'm pregnancy test on this day. And then, you know, go for the, an ultrasound on this day and babies due on this day. And I do it all the way out until my husband would have to go back to work, which the baby would be 18 months. He's able to take an 18 month paternity leave. So I do that every single cycle and it's probably not the healthiest thing. Um, but I, I'm a planner. I love planning out um, our life, what life could look like. So, uh, I totally feel you listener. And I think that is a great idea for a podcast episode. So thank you so much to everyone who has written in ever. Um, it's so cool that I just like record this podcast in my house (laughs) in Canada. And I have people all over the world reaching out saying they relate to me saying we're going through the same thing, feeling solidarity, appreciating what I'm doing here. Just like talking into the abyss. Um, I really, really, really appreciate it. And I love hearing from you. Um, I always have the links in the show notes where you can, it's just a Google form, very low key, low tech. You can just (laughs) click on the link. If you um, ever want to leave me any feedback, share your journey with me. If you have questions, if you have ideas for future episodes, I love that. Um, I guess you could leave criticism. I won't love it, but if you have to, (laughs) Um, and then there's also a link if you want to leave like a voice note, if that's easier than uh, typing up your feedback that is there as well. And I promise to check those uh, more regularly and and shout you out on the podcast more often because it it totally makes my day. Um, Speaking of, I am recording this before you hear the last episode. So if you missed it, um, and no problem if you needed to skip it, but it was basically an update uh, on my situation. Briefly, I will say huge trigger warning here. This episode, as you can tell from the title, we're dealing with uh, early pregnancy loss and miscarriage. So last episode, I sort of shared my experience with that um, very emotional episode. And uh, like I said, I'm recording this now before you've heard that one. But I have to imagine given how lovely and wonderful and supportive everyone has been um, in leading, leaving me feedback and listening to this podcast, I know you are out there sending me a lot of love and support. Um, So even though it's, I'm, this is past me talking to future you. Uh, I, I feel it and I thank you. And I'm, I'm sure I will be able to thank you uh, in the real time as well. But, but thanks in advance, I guess, for, for all the love and support and for coming back and listening to this podcast. Okay, I'm going to take a quick break because I stupidly closed the door or the window rather, and uh, turned off my fan. And even though it's a rainy summer day here, uh, I am baking warm. So I'm going to go open the window uh, and I will be right back to actually dive into this episode. All right, I am back. The window is open. So apologies if you hear some outdoor slash rain noises, but uh, (laughs) it was just too freaking hot. Um, So I wanted to do this episode kind of talking through my real life experience, I guess, kind of dealing with our early pregnancy loss slash miscarriage. I'm probably going to use those terms interchangeably. I know they're both very uh, heavy weighted terms. And personally, I feel uh, more connected with loss, but I, well, that's a whole, whole nother thing. (laughs) Um, Anyways, uh, this isn't going to be an episode where I share like, oh, Top five top tips to get over a miscarriage. Like, here's what's worked for me. More just the actual reality of like, hey, here's what I'm dealing with. Here's 
maybe what's helping. Here's what I'm struggling with. Um, in the future, hopefully I'm able to do an episode that's a little bit more informative and maybe shares some things that have really worked, but I wanted to do an episode kind of like in the trenches for, for lack of a better word. Um, because I do think, again, I know so many of you are on the same path as me and, you know, statistically 25% of you have experienced a loss. Um, one in four, right? So uh, I think it might be really helpful maybe to hear that like, hey, yeah, someone else is going through this. Um, I am not alone. It's completely normal for me to feel X, Y, Z. And I say X, Y, Z because I don't think there's any one right way to feel, any right way to deal with this, right timeline to feel better or quote unquote, get over it. I think all of that is bullshit. Uh, however, you need to feel and function and move and whatever you need to do to, to to just, yeah, to live your life. And, and I don't want to say get over, but you, you know what I mean? To just, um, God, what's a better term for get over, deal with, accept, <laughs> move on. Um, all of those are, are pretty bad, but you know what I'm saying? To just handle, I guess, having a, a loss as part of your journey. So the first thing that came to mind is actually not feeling like you have permission to grieve. I know for me, um, because our loss was so early, like I was, pfft, between four and five weeks pregnant, only knew I was pregnant for what, two and a half days, if that, um, it was so, so early. So it feels like there's this expectation of like, well, get over it. Who cares? You were only pregnant for a couple days. Um, which is, <laughs> which is tough. It's, it's shitty enough that you have this like awful thing that happened, this, you know, trauma. I don't know if I not, you know, maybe not big T trauma, but you know, a bad thing that happened. It's awful enough to have that, but then also to have this pressure to get over it and not feel like you're able to grieve because it was so early. Um, there's also the pressure to, to not feel like, like you can grieve because it's so common, right? We hear now that like 25% of, you know, people trying to get pregnant have miscarriages, one in four. Um, that's a many, <laughs> that's a lot. Um, so that's another thing of like, well, everyone goes through this. Why is it so hard for you? Why are you struggling? Um, and then there's also the pressure of the fact that nobody knows about it, right? You're supposed to, I've talked about this a lot, fertility, trying to conceive pregnancy. It's all this big secret uh, you're not supposed to share with anyone. And there's, you know, good reasons for that. Of course, you don't need to let anyone know about your family planning. You don't need to let anyone know about, you know, intimate bedroom details, if that's how you're conceiving. Um, you know, you don't have to be um, super open about those things with people in your life, friends, family, strangers. <laughs> it's really none of their business. But at the same time, it's really hard to go through something like this and at the same time, be texting somebody about dinner plans next week or, you know, somebody makes an offhand joke. Um, you, I shared in the last episode that we experienced our loss while we were away at a family camping trip. And one of my husband's uncles like kind of made a, a passing joke of like, oh, when are you guys going to have one of these kids? And I was like, well, I'm currently having a miscarriage, so I'll let you know. <laughs> Thanks, Uncle George. <laughs> You'll be the first. <laughs> it just makes it difficult, right? Um, but all as I say those things of like, you know, not having permission to grieve, I know, like, I, I logically know that all of that is stupid and that <laughs> everyone, you know, deals with things differently. And even if it was early, even if it's common, even if no one knew about it, like, it's still a shitty thing we went through and I'm allowed to have feelings around that. So one little trick, um, I actually learned this from a therapist, like, I don't know, eight years ago now. Um, but she asked me, she's like, if this was happening to your best friend, what would you tell them? And when this was about 
uh, unrelated thing, not a miscarriage. Um, but as soon as she said it, I like burst into tears because it was just like, my my gut response was just to be so compassionate, right? So like, if my best friend came to me and said she had a miscarriage, and she's like, oh, but it's it's not even a big deal. It was so early. And I know everyone has them. And oh, at least no one knew about it. Like, my first response would be like, it is a big deal. Like, if you think it's a big deal, it's a big freaking deal. Like, you cry, you fall apart, you do whatever you need to do. It is okay. I am so sorry you went through that. Just like, oh, absolutely. Just, you know, throwing so much compassion and love and support onto her and and giving her everything she needs and every permission in the book to, to grieve and experience this how she wants to. So if I could do that for my best friend in a hypothetical situation, I should be able to do it for myself in a real situation. So, oh God, we're already crying. <laughs> Here we are. Um, for me, the grief of this loss has been more about like the anticipation. Um, as you know, from this podcast, I'm a big planner. I love planning for the future. So getting pregnant meant that all of our future plans kind of got to finally um, have some like meaning behind them. They actually were real. So it was all, and I think that's, you know, that's pregnancy, right? The whole thing is anticipation. You're anticipating this like future baby that you're going to have. So for me, it's grieving that experience. The fact that we're not able to anticipate this baby coming. I'm not so much grieving the actual baby. And I think that is because it was such an early loss. And again, I'm not saying if you had an early loss and you were grieving the baby, that's, you know, totally fine. That's your thing. Um, but for me, you know, the baby was the size of a poppy seed. So I didn't really feel attached to it as like a separate being. Like, I'm not like, oh no, I'm so sad. We lost the poppy seed. I want to name it. I want to bury it. I want to, you know, do a big ritual. Personally, I don't feel the need to do that. I completely understand why people would. Um, and that's not to say I'm not sad about it, obviously, but for me, it's more, I'm more grieving the pregnancy than the baby, if that makes sense. And I, and I think it's because it was so early on. Um, one thing that I've been doing is actually telling a few people. So I told my best friend, I told my mom, um, and I told my dad. And I was able to do, tell, I think my friend and my mom, I sort of let them know over text. My mom and I chatted more in person. And then my dad, I told over the phone. And obviously, it's not like a fun story to share. <laughs> like people are, uh, you know, it's not happy news by any by any means. However, it was actually probably the best thing I've done in this experience. Um, so far, my husband and I have stayed pretty hush-hush about our whole uh, TTC journey. There's nobody who really knows absolutely everything we've gone through. People know, you know, bits and pieces here and there. And recently, actually, in the last few months, I've been telling a few more people just at least about, you know, oh, hey, I do have PCOS. It's something we're dealing with. Not really like, here are all the tests we've gone through. Here are all the meds I take. Here's what tracking means and charting and <laughs> ovulation strips and blah, blah, blah. I don't usually get into all that. Um, but it actually felt really good to tell, you know, these people who are absolutely the closest to me, my best friend, sorry, <laughs> that's a spam call I just got and I apologize if you heard it. Um, I, I'm not gonna re-record this, so apologies for the interruption. Um, like I was saying, it felt really good to tell my best friend and tell my parents, these people who I am the closest to, who love me and support me. And just to hear their reaction, like I shared in the past episode, we didn't quite feel that same support from my mother-in-law. Um, and she was there in the moment, like going through the experience with us. So that was really uh, hurtful. But to, to be able to share it with my mom, my dad, and my best friend, and just to have so much like goodwill and compassion and love from them, like they're asking all the right questions and, you know, encouraging and being there for us. And my best friend who 
uh, like three days later gave birth. So very busy week for her. Uh, she sent like this box of like French patisserie to us. In addition to my best friend and my parents and my partner, which I'll talk about in a sec, um, I also have my therapist. So I don't know if it's kismet or something like that, but I actually went to my first therapy session uh, maybe a week or two before we had this whole we're pregnant, we're not situation. And I have my next therapy appointment um, in just a couple days from now. So I am so excited that I finally figured out my life and found a therapist and I really like her. And I'm very, uh, very much looking forward to having that be an avenue for me to share about this experience and um, just be able to, you know, talk through it, work through it and hopefully get some like strategies or coping mechanisms or insightful words or something from her. So I'm really looking forward to my therapy appointment this week. Um, and uh, if, well, you know, not that I'm in a position to give any advice, but if you do have access to therapy, I highly recommend it, especially if you are on a difficult TTC journey or if you've dealt with any loss or miscarriage or things like that, I think it could be really helpful. Um, the last person that, you know, I'm talking with is of course my partner. Um, my husband has been, I think I said this in the last episode, uh, just such a rock and like huge, huge, huge source of support for me throughout this whole thing. Um, I'm able to be very open with him, you know, when I'm feeling low. So in obviously, you know, the day it happened and and the day after and that sort of thing, just, you know, taking to bed, crying, whatever, he's right there with me, rubbing my back, you know, saying encouraging things when I need him to. But even in the week since, like, just being able to say to him, like, hey, I'm I'm feeling kind of sad or I'm feeling kind of bummed today. I'm just, I'm not feeling great. Like, he always comes right in with a hug or a, you know, a hand squeeze or whatever it is, like very receptive to that, which I really, really appreciate. We're able to chat with each other and, you know, try to make space for each other's feelings. Because even though this is my podcast, and I'm sharing my opinion, um, he obviously has feelings about this too, right? Like it, it wasn't in his body, but it's still his loss, right? It's still um, something that he went through. So I've been trying to you know, be receptive um, to anything he is feeling, any emotions he's putting out there, asking him how he's doing, encouraging him to talk, uh, also encouraging him to seek out therapy. So I um, did a little research and was able to find a counselor in our area. So he's booked an appointment uh, with the counselor. Unfortunately, this counselor is not available for like many weeks, um, but it's on the calendar. So I'm excited that he's at least, you know, kind of taking steps in that direction. Um, but overall, he's just really done a, an incredible job of supporting me. And I feel so lucky to be going through this with him and that, you know, he's there for me and he's also able to sort of, you know, be a bit of a buffer and like hold boundaries um, for me with other people in our life, which I really appreciated, has never once made me feel like this is like, you know, my fault or like I'm responsible or anything like that. Even, you know, in the very early stages through tears, I was like apologizing to him and he was like, absolutely not. Like, should I write down? He's like, no, you have nothing to be sorry about. Um, so yeah, so <laughs> I am very lucky. I am married to an incredible person and I am <laughs> very, very glad to have him with me through all this. And I just hope that I'm able to be as supportive of him as he's been of me. Um, there have also been some very painful, like logistic things to do. Painful, like, thank God we were so early in this whole experience that there are so few of these things. If we were, you know, a few more weeks into this, I'm sure it is just 
so much worse. And again, I'm not saying that it's not bad for me. This isn't the oppression Olympics. Um, but uh, already, you know, only being two days, two days of knowing that we're pregnant, four or five weeks actually pregnant, um, there was already a lot of things that we started to do, right? We like downloaded the apps. So, uh, you know, clicking into those apps, there's a little button to say like, you know, I'm no longer pregnant or I've lost the pregnancy, getting the little pop-up message, moving those apps into another folder so I don't have to look at them or deleting them completely. Um, I had signed up for a couple email lists (laughs) very ambitiously. And it was one of those things, like I didn't even remember that I had done it. So a week later, you know, a week, basically a week after the miscarriage, I got an email being like, like you're five weeks along, or you're six weeks along. And I was like, oh fuck, like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Sorry. I uh, didn't mean to swear, but um, it's just like a little thing. I was like, oh crap, I forgot. I had signed up for that email list. Okay. Unsubscribe. Um, oh, that rain's really coming down. Apologies if you can hear it. Um, and uh, I had reached out to a couple clinics. So um, like an OBGYN slash midwife clinic and then just a midwife clinic. So they both got back in touch with us. Uh, the midwife clinic called. So I had to like answer the phone and say on the phone to them, like we've had a loss. They were lovely about it. I hope we get to work with them in the future. But it's just like, again, saying, you know, saying it out loud, having to re-experience it. And then with the other clinic, uh, they had called. We missed the call. We played a little phone tag. This was while we still thought we were pregnant. And then uh, they actually just sent me an email today. So this is like a week and a half after uh, the loss um, being like, okay, get in touch with us so we can book you in. And I had to email them back, say like, nope, <laughs> we will not be doing that. So it's just been a couple things that are just like little, little digs, like little, like painful reminders of what we've gone through, the loss, um, just the, you know, the no longer being pregnant, not having that to look forward to, um, has been, has been shitty, <laughs> especially because it wasn't like all at once. It was like a bunch of little things that kind of like popped up over the last little week at different times. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll talk about the pros, quote unquote, of this experience. Uh, hard to hard to find the silver lining here, but <laughs> I'm trying. Um, one of the pros, obviously, is that we were able to get pregnant. We have been trying for over 18 months now. Um, This was my first cycle on all of the medication that the uh, fertility clinic had prescribed. So I think it's an amazing sign that, you know, the meds are probably working. Um, We are able to get pregnant. I think that's really awesome, really incredible. I'm kind of clinging to that as as like a a huge silver lining of this whole thing. Um, I think it's also a good sign that it was a very early loss. I know I would have become obviously a lot more emotionally involved and attached if it had been a later loss. Uh, They also say that, you know, early losses, like sort of in the first six weeks, it's usually just like a chemical issue. It's nothing. um, It's nothing that sort of predicts future losses. Like it it might, it might not mean like a recurrent miscarriage risk or anything like that. Like it's just sort of a a chromosomal, chromosomal (laughs) anomaly um, when it's this early. So those are some, I don't want to call them pros, but I guess like the silver linings to this experience. Um, In terms of things that I'm still struggling with um, (laughs) a lot, I think um, I'm struggling with the emotional weight of once again, being back in this place of waiting, of being uncertain, of not knowing when it's going to happen for us, especially when there was, you know, those few days of joy when we had that anticipation, when I was thinking about going back to my hometown and telling my best friend in person that like, okay, she just had her baby. We're going to have ours and, you know, eight months or seven and a half months or whatever it would be. Um, you know, when 
having, we had that future plan. We had all those things. Like we had a timeline finally. And like to have that crushed and taken away and be an unknown again is really, really difficult. I <laughs> struggle in the unknown. I struggle when I cannot plan for the future. Um, so it's been really hard to sort of have that glimmer of hope and have that taken away. Um, the emotional part of that has been difficult. Um, another emotional part that's been difficult is it's been really hard to <laughs> think back about those first few days and find a way to keep the joy of a lot of those experiences. Like the, <laughs> I talked about this in my last episode, but the look on my husband's face when he walked through the door and he saw, um, you know, I had a little sign on the table and a little onesie and the pregnancy test, like that look of just like disbelief and joy on his face. Um, how excited his mom was when we told her just like little moments, like already just feeling so much extra, like love and care from, from my husband and like talking about baby names. And when we want to like tell our friends and work colleagues and stuff like that, like all of those moments that in my mind are just like pure joy, just like so much happiness. There's this huge, like dark cloud over all those moments. And it's very hard to look back on them because you know I've talked on this podcast before about like oh you don't want to get your hopes up because then you know they could get crushed but at the same time like I don't want to go 18 months and counting of never being hopeful like it's exciting to live in the joy and I think that's why I do that silly thing where I plan out a timeline every time I ovulate just to like see what life could look like like that's fun for me that's joyous I you know I enjoy doing that and I don't want to you know like not let myself experience any joy, but it's, it's so hard to look back on those moments, especially, you know, these very poignant ones, like telling your husband you're pregnant, that's a big moment. Um, and for that to have like such a dark cloud over it is very, very difficult. Uh, maybe it's poetic that it's raining so hard outside right now. And I am also <laughs> having a bit of a, an emotional, uh, cry over here. Uh, the last thing that I'm struggling with <laughs> is uh, fears for next time. I think there's a lot of anxiety now around what it could look like. Obviously, a lot of fear around, oh my God, what if it takes us 18 months again? I'm hopeful it's not going to. I think my husband's in the same boat. Like We're really feeling very positive about the medication now that we, quote unquote, know it's working. Um I sort you know, I don't think it's going to take 18 months again, but that is a little fear in the back of my mind of like, holy crap, 18 months, all of these appointments, all of these meds. And all we got was like two days of knowing we were pregnant. Um, there's also just a fear that the next time is going to be so anxiety ridden. Like we're going to be, you know, quote, well, let's knock wood. We're able to get pregnant again. I worry that it's not going to feel as special. Like I can already t tell you, I do not want to do a big announcement. I'm not going to put out the onesie and the pregnancy test and all that for my husband. Like I would just be way too scared to do that again. And I know he's also going to be so nervous about it. So I feel like we're going to lose that joy, which is awful because, <laughs> you know, assuming the pregnancy goes well, like I don't want to look back on it and like, oh yeah, the first three months we we didn't do anything we didn't get excited we didn't download a single app we didn't you know celebrate we weren't joyous at all we were just cautious and nervous the whole time because that's not fun um that probably also doesn't help you have a good healthy strong pregnancy and um it's like not even fair to the kid right like if they are able to be born like i want them to know that they were like excited and joyfully you know anticipated the whole time 
Um, and it also sucks because it means that the one time we did have that joyful, exciting, oh my God, you're pregnant moment, it has this dark cloud over it, right? Like I was saying. So I want to be able to still have that with the next one, but I just know myself that I'm going to be very nervous, very cautious, you know, at first and and just sort of, I don't know, like waiting for the other shoe to drop, which is an awful feeling to go into trying to conceive with, um, even telling our parents, right? Like, you know, as much as it's been so wonderful and supportive to have my parents and my best friend, in a sense, my mother-in-law, like know what we've been going through. I am nervous about telling them in the future, again, knock wood, (laughs) we're hopefully able to get pregnant again. I don't know how we tell them and it not be a thing where they kind of go like, okay, hopefully, like fingers crossed. And I don't want that. I don't want the, those expectations. I don't want that worry. I don't want those looks from them. I can already like picture my mother-in-law being like, are you sure? <laughs> like, um, which, ugh, just yuck. So ugh, all in all, <laughs> as you can tell, I am still dealing with a lot of this. There's still a lot of emotions in it. Um, and it's currently like a week and a half after we kind of had our loss. So a little longer than that since we've known we were pregnant. Um, I guess it's still early days. It's longer than I knew I was pregnant though. So <laughs> it's, yeah, it's hard. I am, yeah, still kind of dealing with it. I think, you know, emotionally on the day to day, I am feeling still a little low, like not, I'm definitely not at a hundred percent, but I am still, you know, I'm not as teary as I was, <laughs> despite what the last couple minutes of recording <laughs> uh, have told you. I am, you know, going out and seeing plays and going to dinner and seeing movies and, you know, seeing friends and stuff like that. So I'm not like completely bedridden and emotional like I was the first couple days, um, which is great. But I think these sort of looming um, anxieties around like what next time might look like and finding a way to like process the good, I guess, of what this time was, I think I'm still really struggling with those. And I hope after my therapy appointment this week, I will maybe have some better answers. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to be, well, this whole thing, right? It's a journey. So I think this is going to be just another part of my journey to work out um, how I want to sort of approach and and handle uh, whatever the next step is for us. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for being here. I apologize if this episode felt like it was all over the place. As you can tell, I'm still sort of trying to deal with things, but I thought it would be good to get on here and record. I wanted a space to kind of talk through my own feelings, and I think it could be helpful if you um, are dealing with something like this or you've you know had this in the past to hopefully know that you're not alone. Hopefully something I said today kind of resonated with you. Um, if you're not dealing with this or, you know, whatever, whatever it is you are dealing with. Uh, thank you for being here. And I wish you a lot of luck and um, baby dust and all that good stuff on your journey. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Any Questions, a podcast about conception, pregnancy, and realistic motherhood. If you liked hearing from me, I'd really appreciate it if you could do all the things, follow, subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with a friend. Even if I wasn't able to answer all of your questions, I hope there's some relief in knowing you're not alone in asking them. Thanks so much for being here.